I'm Dee Brown, CEO, and welcome to this episode of HBCU. Joining me today are Mississippi Power Panel guests, Mayor Chuck Espy from Clarkston, Mississippi, and State Representative Latasia Jackson. Latasia graduated from Alabama State University, and Chuck Espy graduated from Southern University. Welcome to HBCU. Well, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. And so just to get the uh, viewers brought, to, brought up to speed on who you all are, Latasia, Chuck, I want you all to just take a few minutes to introduce yourself to our viewers. I am State Representative Latasia Jackson, and I'm honored to be on your show. I've served in the Mississippi House of Representatives since 2013. I was elected in 2013 in a special election, and prior to that, I started a nonprofit organization that provided after-school summer and mentoring programs for students in the rural communities throughout Mississippi, primarily in the Como areas. As CEO of Educate Social and Public Policy, I've been fortunate to serve in community development capacities and then further my reach in the community as an elected official. Thank you. All right, Dee, thank you for having me. Um, it is great to see what's happening in your world, man. It's um, an honor to be here today. Um, I was able you. to serve um, in the state legislature for a number of years um, there, and even caught the tail end of Ms. Jackson coming into the legislative process. And um, I've been able to now serve two terms as mayor of the city of Clarksdale. Also, I'm a business owner, Century Funeral Home, in Clarksdale, Greenwood, and Yazoo City. This primarily makes up the Mississippi Delta, our coverage area, and that's what we do. You know, we represent the state of Mississippi well, and we're here to serve. Well, look, I'm glad to have both of you all on the show. The purpose of this show is to, is to shine a spotlight on HBCUs and HBCU graduates so that yeah. people uh, in the world can see all of the success that are coming out of these uh, programs and institutions. And so I, I want to just start by going back in time and, and, and really talk to you all about the day that you made that decision to attend your HBCU. So Latasia, what led to you selecting Alabama State University? Well, I, actually prior to selecting Alabama State, I had my mind set on Spelman College. And as a result of a family death and my father uh, battling cancer, I decided to choose Alabama State because I was still out of Mississippi, which I wanted to leave. Um, and I chose Alabama State because of the opportunities that Alabama State provided me financially. And the cost of college tuition was a concern for my family with out-of-state tuition. Yeah. And so Alabama State was able to afford me a great opportunity to get out of Mississippi and have the experience of having my education paid for. Okay. So Chuck, how did you end up being a Southern Jaguar? Wow, man, <laughs> listen, that was a legacy piece. Okay. My entire family um, are littered with graduates of Southern University. Um, I had no other choice but to go to Southern University. And it was one of the greatest opportunities that I ever could have um, embarked on yeah. to be a part of my family legacy of being a, a Southern University graduate. One of the largest black universities in the world. And I was able to share in, in those memorable experiences of being there at Southern, and it was awesome. So each HBCU has its unique characteristics. 
And so Southern and Alabama State are no, no different. So Latasia, take me back to that day you stepped foot on Alabama State University's campus. What was it like? It was absolutely amazing, Dee. I am fortunate to be a part of Hornet Nation. It's something about the Bama State spirit. Yeah. It embodies a culture of arts, education, and so much development with opportunities, even for freshmen. I never would forget um, serving in my community service capacity, receiving a letter from our first lady at the time, yeah. and just having that experience of being away from home it was definitely my home away from home, embodying the staff and faculty to be able to be a reach for me yeah. in the community and actually on campus as well. Being able to see the Greek organizations on campus, the bands, the, the uh, football games right. and our amazing track and field programs and being able to participate actively within the community, off campus and on campus made my experience at my great alma mater more than I could expect from any other um, experience that I've had in life, actually. And we're going to come back to this band conversation, but <laughs> before, before we go there, Chuck, can, can you remember the day that you set foot on Southern University's campus? Well, I can tell you that it kind of goes back um, to Clarksdale, Mississippi. Um, I was able to experience being in high school um, on Cahoma Community College's campus. And being in an environment where there were a majority of African-Americans prepped me for my HBCU experience. Um, being a part of an agricultural high school that was there on Cahoma Community College campus, I felt at home. Right. I felt at peace where my people were nurturing me for a continuing education to a higher standard. And so when I was able to go to Southern University's campus and it was literally 100% of African-Americans and that spirit was there yeah. from every aspect to the fraternity life, the faculty, it was that type of nurturing environment that I needed. Yeah. And so when I experienced that, I excelled academically. My personality came to life and they brought out what was missing um, in an individual that you see today. So having that black experience was important in my life and it took me to that next level. So talk to me though about homecoming. First of all, who, who has the best homecoming? Oh, wow. Of course, wait a minute now, wait a minute now. So of course, Alabama State has several classics. So we just really instituted homecoming on our campus okay. because we are the grandmother, the grandfather of them all when it comes to the classics, you know, um, Magic City Classic, yeah. Turkey Day Classic. So for a while, Turkey Day Classic was looked upon on our campus as our homecoming. But because most of the students would go home for Thanksgiving, the administrative and staff decided to move to a traditional type homecoming and retain Turkey Day Classic for our season yeah. alums of the Alabama State. <laughs> so Chuck, I have to say, when it comes to football season, when it comes to games, pretty much every Bama State experience is like homecoming. You'll have an amazing time with our band from the Greek letter organizations on campus and I would be remiss if oh. I didn't mention the state of the art stadium that we have, you know, now at Alabama State. So just the culture of it embodying that type of on-campus experience for students, 
community and alums is far more than any. You you would agree, yeah. right? Well, hey, look. My job is it. to facilitate between you <laughs> okay, two. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I understand. But, but you did indicate that Alabama State, I just want to, for the record, has the best band. Did you say that? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. So, understand. So Chuck, understand. I, you know, so you can talk about Southern homecoming and band. Well, the only thing that I can say to that is a lot of people are measured to such a high standard as <laughs> the Southern Jaguars. And, um, but... You know, when you have that level of a, um, an institution, of all black institutions, they bring that certain rivalry yeah. out in yeah. all of us. I right. And I understand that everyone has to represent, but you have to understand that you're talking about Louisiana. You're talking about the, my goodness, I can't even go into the spectrum of items from Mardi Gras. Okay. The themes of that, the parties that go on um, from Baton Rouge to New Orleans, and then the ultimate test, the ultimate peak, right? The Bayou Classic. Okay. I mean, <laughs> everyone from around the nation and around the world comes out to the Bayou Classic for the biggest party that you'll ever see across the United States. And it's all found at Southern University. So how can you compete you can, you can try, but at the end of the day, wait a at minute. the end of the day, oh, it's still Louisiana. See, see, we cannot go on record with the Bayou Classic being the best. Magic City Classic in Birmingham, Alabama, with Alabama State and A&M, is known as the largest classic. Oh, where is that again? <laughs> like you can't do this. Like, here's the thing. We already know at Alabama State when we teach class, the okay. world take note. Okay. I mean, oh, okay. and we've used that forever at Alabama State. And so we'll give you taking note from the Magic City Classic, Turkey Day Classic, and now our Labor Day Classic. Need I say more? And trying to imitate the greatest and the grandmother and grandfather of them all. The Alabama State Witcher Bayou class. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So, in other words, um, D, often imitated, but never duplicated. All right. I understand. Not at all. All right. So, I, I don't think we're going to resolve this <laughs> today so. on the... <laughs> but I do want to ask this question just about your HBCU experience. Uh, I went to... I had the... Uh, experience of attending an HBCU for a year and then transferring to a PWI. So I, I understand the distinct differences mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, between the two experiences. And so I would like for you to talk about just your experience on the campus of Alabama uh, State University, you know, interaction with teachers, mentors, yeah. that sort of thing, which is a different experience at PWI. It is. So D, I was fortunate to get my law degree from the University of Mississippi. And I can compare and contrast like the experience with faculty um, from Alabama State. Um, Alabama State is located in Montgomery, Alabama. So it also embodies the culture of the civil rights movement and so many historical and cultural enrichment um, principles within the institution. And so that sense of being able to relate to students' needs and drive students to a level of success. Because we, we have to admit, um, we have a call on us as HBCU grads sure. to sure. be greater. Yeah. You know, we, we have to really prove ourselves to be groomed to be greater um, in this competitive atmosphere professionally right. and personally. So I really think, you know, having the heritage of an HBCU experience helps me as a professional, having those individuals being able there 
to be on campus to provide the personal needs and the professional growth that I needed. Like I said earlier, my father died my freshman year of camp, of, mm. at Alabama State. All right. So this was a huge transition for a freshman, right. you know, being on the campus of Alabama State and just trying to figure it out. Five miles uh, from the campus, not really having access to transportation or having the resources needed all the time. But being on that campus, it felt like yeah. family. Yeah. Right. You know, we can so, agree to that. As we have talked about the rivalries, we can agree that being on the campus, having you know, the culture of assistance yeah. and having someone to talk to when you need the individual to rely on when there's challenges or difficulties and that could relate to the experience that of the student. I experienced that more so greatly at Alabama State than I did at the University of Mississippi Law School of Law. I was serving in the house yeah, right. while attending law school and that was very challenging. My brother died my last semester of law school. Right. Two weeks after his death, I was required to take a final exam. Mm -hmm. And it, the scenarios were somewhat similar in what was going on in my life, but the compassion for the student was really totally different totally from different. the PWI mm -hmm. and the HBCU experience. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Um, you know, D, I guess everyone has their own segues and how they um, commensurate what has happened to them in their lives. But um, that family environment is very interesting um, that you bring up. Um, even in my life, I really didn't know how much it meant to me what Southern University, how they propelled me. Mm -hmm. um, my family has a legacy of politicians. Um, my uncle served in the cabinet, um, in the Clinton cabinet, as the Secretary of Agriculture. Um, during that time, my father was the um, National Conference of Black Mayors, um, the president. And so our families was crisscrossing all across the nation during that time when I was at Southern University. Um, during that time, there was a huge witch hunt um, that was after politicians and especially people that were linked to the Clinton administration. Um, all of my, my father and my uncle were under federal indictments and they were exonerated on all charges. Um, but it was so taxing on the family. And I'll never forget getting that call um, when I was in the College of Business um, to hear my father and my uncle going through their trials. And you were almost in a bubble, you know, you, here you're in this black institution, everything's moving around you, but your home is crumbling. And the faculty there in the College of Business, they actually came directly to me. And they said, Chuck, are you okay? And I didn't know, I didn't know that they knew what was happening. Um, they all said, listen, take as much time as you need, if you need to go back to Mississippi, we'll be right here. We'll suspend a lot of your coursework that you have to do so you can be with your family um, during this time. Even the president of the university reached out to me and said, Espy, whatever you need. And he gave me a pep talk. And he said, I want you to know that Southern University stands with your family. Now, 
people don't always need to know what you know. They need to know that you care. Right. And <clears throat> that HBCU showed me that they cared about me. And so I took some time and I went to support my father and my uncle and um, the exonerations came down and they were found not guilty on, on all charges. But I was able to return to teams of people, not just one individual, yeah. the entire Southern University family embraced me. Right. And they said, we believe in you and that's why we stuck with you. And I was able to resume my coursework and become a graduate of Southern University. So, D, that is a very important question. It, it was life-changing differences right. um, yeah. that I felt, yeah. and that's why my heart will always be uh, with the Southern University family. Ch Chuck, let me ask you one, one question. I know that as mayor of Clarkston, Mississippi, uh, you implemented a second chance program, yeah. and you also are running a program with uh, Mississippi Valley State University, and I, you have also implemented the program at some high schools where you're teaching young, Af young African Americans how to interact with law enforcement. Was there any part of your HBCU yeah. experience that led to you launching these programs? Yeah, D, it's very interesting. Um, doing the movements that we've seen recently of Black Lives Matter and how African Americans are disproportionately targeted in certain scenarios by law enforcement. Um, during my time at Southern University, it was an, it was an unfortunate act um, that occurred. Um, and as you know, Southern University had a lot of parties, a lot of events going on. Um, one evening, um, there was a huge party. And um, my relative was in another vehicle in front of me. And um, let's just say, that it was a huge crowd surrounding, traffic couldn't move, and imagine, you know, just like those scenarios that you would see thousands of young adults um, out for a party. Law enforcement stepped forward, and they announced over the loudspeaker, disperse. Now, one of my relatives was in another car, and I actually witnessed someone punching my family member. Now imagine seeing someone punching your family member and you're in another car. The knee jerk was that I jumped out of the car to go help my family member. And a lot of people would understand that, but guess what? Law enforcement said disperse. So when they saw me jump out of the car to go assist my family, five officers um, threw me to the ground. Now, the story would be interesting if it ended right there. Right as um, they understood the situation, the five officers, and they were saying, okay, he was trying to do this. Um, they were getting ready to let me go and say, hey, look, just get in your car and get out of here. I witnessed about 10 feet away um, a white officer, and I'll never forget it, with the military-style boot on. And before they were about to let me up, he came from about a distance of about 10 feet. And guess what he did? He wow. stomped on my head. There were a lot of witnesses there that night. Um, I was bleeding from the side of my face. And when I got up, now take in mind that my father is a mayor of a city and I'm very familiar with law enforcement. And all my life, I've been taught that law enforcement is there to help you, not 
hurt you. And so I was somewhat stunned and all of the officers that were around and I looked at this one white officer and I said, why did you step on my head? And he was somewhat speechless at that time. And I looked at the other officers around and I said, will you let this happen? How could you let this happen? And in that moment, the crowds were screaming. Everyone was witnessing what was happening. And it was before we had all of the phones out during that time. They said, get in your car and don't ever come back to this location. In that moment, I did not know that it was molding me to what I had to do as a state representative and a mayor of a city. Um, so many times African-Americans are disproportionately targeted or things may happen. We're 63% more likely to be stopped in a traffic stop. We're 115% more likely to have our vehicles searched than any other race. So in knowing those statistics as I matured and became a representative and a mayor, we started to put together programs that were, would be able to target and to help people understand how do you engage law enforcement when the blue <clears throat> lights cut on. Right. And it has helped so many people. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Latasia, were there any experiences that shaped you? Sure. Um, just being at Alabama State and having the opportunity to see need, I've uh, always looked at disparity, kind of like Representative, now Mayor Espy, always looked at disparity from graduating from North Panola, mm -hmm. wanting to know, you know, why is our school dilapidated? Why do we lack significant resources? So low tax based communities have always been a passion of mine to be able to adequately fund and our schools for infrastructure needs so that we can have progressive development. Those type of experiences have always shaped me. And when we think about our HBCU experiences, D, we're looking at PWIs receive appropriation dollars from our state government um, that will be substantially more than our HBCU. Right. In, in Mississippi, you know, we had the Ayers case. Right. Well, that was a nice Band-Aid for the moment, but now that funding is no longer. That's right. So the sustainability for our HBCUs over the course of years take a lot of resources. So being in the Mississippi House, I've taken a, a great stand on being able to follow the dollars and to make sure that we're doing what's necessary and having a voice at the table to assure that those dollars are being used adequately and that are being used in the areas that are most needed. We're looking at a million dollar that are being used for stadiums, upgrades for our PWI institutions in Mississippi and in other states as well, right. Louisiana, Alabama. And it's really vital that we have our seats at the table in leadership right. to be able to, to assure right. that those dollars are in the communities that need it the most and in mainly our minority communities yeah. that lack the infrastructure and that lack the resources to be able to have a progression of growth you know, and sustainability. That's one of the 
most paramount things that I've been able to do in my capacity as state representative is being able to bring the resources to our low tax base communities, to our minority communities, and I'm proud of that. Right. Having that seat at the table makes the difference because, right. we, you know, when you go to a HBCU, you hear sometimes the complaints about the dorms. Right. You hear the complaint about student life. You know, we don't have this. So growing up, and graduating from a high school that was like that and then going to an institution that fought really hard to be able to st sustain dorm life and student life culture with limited resources. Yeah. That experience shaped me in the house to be able to work with individuals like now Mayor Espy to be able to assure that we're able to put the money where it's most needed. Wow. Latasia, Chuck, it has been great having you all on the show. Both of you all have done uh, a magnificent job of really showcasing the success that HBCUs can produce. And what I want to do at this time uh, for your continued commitment in advancing the cause of historically black colleges and universities, okay. I want to awesome. award each of you all with the Thank HBCU you. Lifetime Achievement Award. And I pre appreciate all you all have done to further the cause of HBCUs. And to my viewers, thank you for watching. And remember, without you, there's no me.